1: Hello, everybody,
2: and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. Uh, my name's Dan Kennett, and with me to, to review the double header against Lask and West Ham. Um, we don't have Rosie this week. Um, he, he's a little bit poorly, so get well soon, Rosie, um, which means no pressing, sadly. But I do have the dynamic sports science duo, so we're going to have the opportunity to nerd out some on some advanced analytics, aren't we, Phil, later on? Which is exciting
3: stuff for us cool. nerds. Potentially, yeah. We just need to make sure we don't lose people along the way, but yeah. Should we're going to do right. it
2: in an engaging way for the listeners, yes. aren't we? we Educational try- and engaging way. We should try our best. We should try we should our try- best. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to get some feedback on how we think we did. Exactly. <laughs> and the other, we there, we've got our most practised sports scientist. It's Mister Simon Brundish.
4: Evening, boys, the, the, you don't have to worry about that, boss. Jesus Christ, these these losers have stayed with us for five years, boring them to death. So they're not going to they're not going to worry about us talking about advanced stats now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Anyway, but we are here to talk about first game very briefly. To be fair, because it was uh, five days ago now. Um, but we're going to talk quickly about Lask, um, and I guess inside the, the the thing that you were most interested in in this game, because you said it beforehand, was, first of all, the team he was going to pick. And secondly, you were looking forward to seeing whether that those team units within those teams could form relationships and, you know, where's the basis? You know, like, for example, the midfield trio one, or the front three and things like that. So what did you take away from the last game?
4: It, it went exactly how I'd have, I'd have expected in the uh, 11 players playing together for the first time ever would would look kind of dysfunctional. The only way this would work is if during the first 5 weeks of the season when there was one game a week we we, we were utilizing those those midweek training sessions where you're on uh match day plus 4 that you would have a second team that play together in this way practicing and that's not what happened because we hadn't settled on a first team. So we, th- there was not an awful lot of connectivity in the team at all. Um, you got a bunch of individuals doing their role, but uh, without much uh, cohesion and definitely no synchronicity. So timings were off, spacings were off, all all of that stuff, which can get better very quickly with with just practice of doing this. So if this is, uh, sign me up. If this is uh, our B team. And we're gonna roll the B team out whenever we've whenever we've got these midweek games over the next month. I think it's a great thing. I think it's probably good for them as well. And uh and then we bring the big boys on in the second half to beat the brains in of the of the garbage team we're playing against that were a bit knackered.
2: Yeah. So um do you think, for example, we might see that um Endo, Gravenberg and Elliott midfield again in the next couple of games in the in the Europa League as well, for example?
4: I, I, it would kind of make sense do you not know, think like you yeah. can't play both for every minute of every single game so no. he he's going to not play The mac goes away to uh argentina two more times before christmas um yeah. so you're going to save his legs as, as well and they are yeah. two key players it's going to change slightly when you've got the extra um game time to fill of tiago which hopefully will be back uh, shortly in the next two weeks um so yeah And and you need to, we've talked so many times about keeping players primed and it's that delicate balancing act of, of keeping fit regulars fresh whilst keeping, whilst maintaining some level of rhythm for the, the understudies. So you've got to keep them physiologically primed, but also they need to be, they need to be primed um, from a football perspective that they're, that they're, they can work cohesively in a team, and they feel good about themselves, and all of that stuff.
2: Yeah, and players like Kelleher, obviously in goal, and and um yeah. and, and, and Costas at left back. You got to say they're pretty much a lock, aren't they, for the group stage? Yeah, those.
4: You think, they'd have to be, don't you think? That they um like did did it, either of you listen to Pep's uh, presser for the Caribou? No,
2: Linda's?
4: yeah, uh, Lindus. So he, he, he is at, you know, he was doing the thing he always does, which is give a little bit more information than everybody else does. And then also talk about Christ. Um, but he, um, he was talking about, about Kelleher and how he signed in the summer and basically Klopp convinced him that he would get enough game time. Um, and how important he is. So I'm fairly sure he's got the cups and the Europa.
3: Mm. Which is good for him, yeah. right? Yeah, it's yeah. Be. <laughs> but
4: he was obviously going to leave, and he yeah. and he was convinced to stay. With he was dangled this carrot, so he's so he's going to be. And and you'd think that Simmy's the same. Simmy should be playing first team to somebody. So hmm. yeah, so you got a bunch of those lads. Endo needs to bed in, doesn't he? And and yeah, th- these hmm. lads can play in a system. It's just it's just utilize. It's just the connections, like you say. It's just it's it's the 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 systematic patterns. Um, and you want them to become unconscious yeah. movements and they just have to do, repeat that stuff. So Gravenberch has to play in yeah. the system before he can play in our system. And and Doak needs to as well. And Harvey's doing a good job being the understudy and coming on as a, as a killer at the end of games. So he needs to be in prime for rhythm, but yeah. And Endo needs to figure, yeah. figure, figure stuff out too. So yeah, I, I, I like Europa. I think it's a good, it's a good opportunity for these lads and it will help our league form for sure.
2: Okay. Um, but uh, just on the tactical um, side, just like um, the previous league game with Gomez inverting in that first half, um, we saw it again with um, Stefan Bajetic playing that kind of hybrid role, right? So yeah. it continues. That the plan to invert whoever is playing right back
3: continued into into the last game. Yeah, and I mean, with Stefan, at least it makes some sort of sense, because he is, has played in midfield, right? Um, yeah. For like, well, he got his debut yeah. for us in the midfield, but yeah, it, it, it continued in that way. Um, I think the main overarching thing I took from the limited uh, footage I watched of this game was that it was, like I said, the connections weren't there because they hadn't played together. Yeah. I thought I did like the way that Diaz and... Um, Nunes started a game together. It's like we want to create those connections. We want to work on those connections because we need that also yeah. in the league. So I thought that was... That well, that was, was a real start. surprise in that. In that in, it was. A real I, surprise
2: what, for me was that those... The, the, the Gakpo or Jota didn't even get off the bench. Yeah. In this so, one. So, yeah, so they gave them the full game. Right? Yeah. Again,
3: and I, Clearly, that's something that... Why well, I might be uh, forecasting way too much, but those two seem to be... Want them to start for us in the league, but they know they've got to work more on the connections. I don't know which we said on on pod. We said yeah, the yeah. connections from the left haven't been, but they have been improving. So that was interesting. I think Endo does need or Watari, whatever you want to call him. So side doesn't feel sick. um <laughs> he Needs to. He does need some game time in that yeah. in that position because I, I don't think it's helping him coming on to change with Mac for 10, 15 minutes or whatever the clock is at that time, mm. it, you're just not going to get, you're not going to receive the ball in in the areas that he needs to for that position because of game state. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I think he needs this competition. I think grab as well. This is perfect for him to get that confidence up. It's a slightly lower level of competition than, um, than maybe he's used to. Maybe it's more. I don't know where where you would say this ranks in terms of Eredivisie and Europa League and Bundesliga. I don't know. I, that's not a slant any of them. I'm just saying it is. A, it's the yeah. secondary competition, isn't it? And he can yeah. get. His, he can get. He can again work out where he's got to be in our system. Like as I said, build that confidence up and game time. And then when he comes off the bench for us in the league, he's not as rusty. A bit like Harvey's doing now. I think Harvey's playing that role. Had him having a season of doing what we're going to ask Grav to do now. I think, I think this could be really good for us if they keep disciplined, right? And don't get to a point and go, do you know what, I want it, win it, and start playing the first team. It, it's, I think if we keep doing this through the group stage, your likes of Kostas will be primed whenever he's needed. Um, Endo, uh, Gravenberg, the rest, they'll all start coming in and being being good, good players for us when we need them in the first team. If we start seeing that Klopp does have a tendency to get to a certain point and be like, no, I want to win it.
2: Yeah. Then that. Yeah, yeah, a problem. Yeah. yeah. Knockouts is is different. different yeah, exactly. Exactly. So exactly. um just quickly on the stats, because I've already taken we've already taken too long on lask. Yeah. So, um yeah, don't worry. It was a, it was point, 2.2 to point three on the XG, so it looks dominant. Um we were 66% possession, um, 13 shots to seven, four shots on target to two. Um, so it looked dominant enough, but um it was a little bit more um uh even than that in the first half. A quick question to you both which of the you seen as this was ostensibly a reserve selection um who most enhanced their reputation or who enhanced their reputation in this match? Say, si, anybody stand up for you
4: uh well, no. <laughs> Not yeah. um, no, no, no. We no. can't. Mo can't
2: enhance his rep- reputation with a Europa League game.
4: I so. would suggest it would probably be Gravenberg.
3: Okay.
2: Anybody like, else to
4: like take your eye?
3: Yeah, uh, I would uh, say Graven- Gravenberg. I mean, Mo was brilliant coming off the bench, but I thought Gravenberg was decent. Uh, yeah, Harvey had some good moments. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the others. <laughs> Yeah, what do you expect BVD yeah. EVD and Canardo to do? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah exactly. it's
2: just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was largely underwhelming. I thought the penalty yeah. was really important for Nunes just to 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 get back. Was it Was it a pen? Oh. It was a soft one. I thought.
4: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very soft. I think we've been a little bit lucky recently. Uh, I think we're riding a little bit of luck on top of our brilliance, but uh, I think we're riding a little bit of luck as well. Was it a yeah. letter of the law, Sire? No, I don't think it was letter of the law. I just, I I think it was a, it was a core. I think it was uh the ref thought he kicked him and he didn't, he fell into him. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then, okay. then Edvard didn't overturn it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Like was- they do get given, they get given against us. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I tend to be quite objective about penalties and I think we were a little bit lucky in this one. Um, Great, we've gone we've gone through years without any penalties. Sometimes, so so when, when they go away, I'll happily take them. Even though uh, I'll admit that it was probably we were probably a little bit lucky with a pen.
2: Yeah. Anyway, it was a, it was important, I think, just for, for for Nunes to hit the back of the net there again. That was good. And then after the subs, we were noticeably better. Right. And then really nice goal from uh, from Diaz to Gravenberg uh, sorry, uh, Grabenberg to Diaz. And um, yeah, Mo doing Mo things as a, as a substitute. So, any any final thoughts on on Lask before we move on?
1: Okay, let's talk about West Ham. Are you that person who has everything, the coolest merch, and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index.
2: Um, a big game, West Ham. It was, I think it was third versus fifth at the start of the day. Um, And a big selection, side. So let's talk about those starting lineups.
4: It's, would we go as that being a, uh, without, we got no trend, so it's a little bit at that point, but, we're coming to a midfield selection, which looks like this is our first team or what happens this time of year, this is our weekend selection. Um, and sign me up to that. It looks very well balanced. I love it. I love how the interchange, all that stuff. Uh, Gomez seems to be Trent's understudy and freaks me out a little bit with how he positions. But uh, as a defender, I'm not too unhappy with that. Matip. It, like you and and um and Dan would talk about Matit playing against the big tall Groc guy up front and I yeah. think Antonio likes to be that guy, so it seemed to be a smart decision. Um he, he wins more aerials than Kanate, even though Kanate theoretically looks more dominant, but he actually statistically isn't. Yeah. Um uh and and then the front three, we've got our we've got our most exciting front three on the these are the these are the fans' front three, wouldn't you say?
3: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent.
4: This would be the fans' choice of front three, not one that's functional or the way we go. All oh, this one will work together. This one will yeah. be the best team. It's the one that is most exciting, and it worked largely in this game. So, who doesn't want to see these 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 street ballers going ball?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, it was the same team as Brighton. Uh, sorry, Brighton. Um, the week before except it was it was van Dyke for Kwanzaa. yeah 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 um
4: uh no 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 no, no, no because we, on. They, we we you, they changed um uh Gattapon Jota
2: oh yeah sorry yeah for Nunez and DS course yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sorry
4: week and then started get started two games in a row
2: yeah yeah um but I agree with you on the midfield. That definitely looks like the, the the go-to midfield. And I think it is, we think we first called it out on the Villa game. It's a really good three and a really dynamic three. And, you know, um, it, it's a really good platform for us to
3: build on for the season.
2: Um, in terms of West Ham, but, um this is pretty much their strongest team as well, right?
3: Yeah, they weren't changed from the last league game. Uh, yeah. Not all the Europa League stuff, but um, yeah, you had, uh Antonio up top who before game was saying that this was a big six, six point pointer against Liverpool and he fancied finishing above them. Um <laughs> you know Jared Bowen and and uh that I guitar. can't say it back on the wings. Uh the new guy is it Alvarez in defence number nine yeah, the, the Edison
2: Alvarez the one who usually play for Ajax
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah. um which before game I'd read a bit about him being impressive, um and I thought, well maybe that's just you know, West Ham forums, but in the game he he seemed to well, seems to seem to do a good job for them in there. But um yeah, this is their this is their first choice team. This yeah. is a, a moisy a moisey team. Well, you got and you got Ward Prowse in the ten,
2: you know, and yeah, you've got exactly. pa- Pakitar as you know. There's a lot of talk. That he's got the most. He's got the most ground jewels per game in the Premier League this yeah. season of a thirteen per game. He's not your archetypal Brazilian number ten. Nah. And they're all tall. Like down in the middle of the park, they're all tall. Yeah, yeah. Apart and, and from Ward Prowse, so yeah, you know. yeah. And even he's not short, and he's in nah. midfield you gets stuck in, you know, constantly. Yeah. So um lots of like about the West Ham. Um, team and what they, they're getting a lot of, they're getting a lot more, they're, they're way more than some of the parts at the moment, aren't they? But
3: well, 100%. I mean, these are. Yeah. That will lead into Yeah, as we'll lead into our later discussion on a particular metric, this is kind of a case in point. Yeah. They are doing a lot of good things as a team, but certain elements of quality are meaning they're not quite getting over the line again.
2: Yeah, um, and then and then you centre back up the left centre back Egwerts. He's had a, he's had a really good start to his Premier League career oh, as well. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And I, I can't believe Zuma's. Uh, I didn't realize Zuma had been given the captaincy. So that must have been a while ago. But um, That's
2: yeah. what, was that the reward for kicking his cap? Apparently so. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, yeah, you know,
3: captaincy. It, it's solid. It, it's a it's a very solid West Ham uh, West Ham side that he's brought together, and he's got he's changed the keeper as well to so being a more uh, Areola uh, is a, a better keeper than he had before. So yeah, I think it's. This is a, a solid West Ham. I think um, I certainly expect them to give us uh, give us our strongest test of the season, maybe, bar of Chelsea. Um, yeah, yeah. So on um, on the match
2: summary, um, on just going off FB Ref because we don't have Rosie's summary of all the models here, unfortunately. Um, it's three uh, XG to us, one point one to West Ham. Um, we had sixty three percent possession uh 21 shots to 11 and six shots on target to four and um, maybe not as dominant as uh as we might be expecting um overall uh, and the big chances was was it 7 to 3 i think in the end was that right, Have I read that right? Uh, yeah i think i think that is
3: right
4: i've been through them and and they hit all of the talking points that we would We've covered many, many millions of times. Um about, about big chances. Big chances. Not about and headers. headers. <laughs> yeah, big chances and headers. Yeah. They, they call the big chance, but the actual value is way below what we would attribute to a yeah.
2: Then, so the big chances yeah. the, the big the big chances for West Ham were the two before we scored plus the Bowen header at one one. And then ours Noon has had th- Noon has had three. Who were the other ones for us?
4: Uh Mo- Virgil,
2: Gakpo, and Jota. Yeah. Oh, the Jota goal and the Mopen. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 And the one Vir- of Virgil's headers was a damn bit- was a big chance as well, was it? Yeah. So we got no,
4: Virgil. It's the header, we shot. got Gakpo. Oh yeah,
2: it was the shot. It was the. That oh, was the, the shot. Gak- All right. Shot. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So um, let's talk about that start, say, si, um, and, and, and bring you in, Phil, as well, because um, yeah. looking at you looking at your database for this. Um, it. It wasn't it wasn't the most convincing of the first twenty minutes was it before the penalty
4: not really uh it was how we tend to start with nothing really happening it's a kind of sterile possession for the first the first fifteen minutes it seems like we're quite trying to quieten down a, a big opposition crowd or something um I'm not entirely sure why we set up the way we do um but it was it was even in in terms of it was the closest pe- fifteen minute period of possession in the game um and uh we had five touches in the box and they had they had four but they had two shots in inside our penalty in between the penalty spot and the goal and yeah the hot
2: zone yeah.
4: yeah and and we had one shot from just inside the halfway line um <laughs> they they caused three caused us to have um they caused threat to us three times they caused us to be unstable three times they got through us in a significant way um which caused us to correct something in midfield tactically afterwards but um uh, like Paquetta and ward prowse they were picking up lots of space um to collect second balls yeah. And we were we were forcing it a little bit. We our two best midfielders got caught in possession, um, which caused turnovers really early on and they they ended up having shots. And and that's the when I talk about uh possession control, it's one of the fundamentals to a Klop system, but to a PEP system to a great team, is that not only you retain possession, that's not the ultimate. It's that you only risk possession when you already have cover. Yeah. And so so if you get forced into an error um, in possession in the middle of the pitch at, at, at the wrong time, so if, if, for example, Robbo's gone on one wing, that um, Gomez has tucked in a little bit, but he's not deeper, he's only parallel to um, McAllister as the deep six, and then the, the uh, centre-backs are split, at that time, if he, if he do, uh, turns into a player and gets the ball robbed, that's four on two. Yeah. So that's an inappropriate time because of the, the choices of the other players around him. They weren't con- conservative enough, the little c conservative enough, um, particularly early in the game, to make sure we're safe before we, before we create risk. Um, and it, it happened in the in the game last weekend as well, where we got where he was knackered. But same thing. Um, but he, he got caught, and then Zobo got caught later as well. And it's, it's it's we we were better at creating protection after that. But then they got through us twice, and we were we were a little bit. Uh, it's easy to say fortunate because they had big chances, but we also have Ali in goal, and he might have saved both, which he saved for one, and he's brilliant.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fair to be honest. I think so. Yeah. Um, but we, anybody who's watched the Brighton, the West Ham, uh, Brighton West Ham game, um, Bart's knows that you know West Ham just want to play on the counter attack, but that's their entire game plan.
3: Yeah, and that's as I said, that's not far off a moisy team. Let's no. be frank here, right? You know, defend the counter. Look, if you look at the the passing chains. Um, it's almost laughable how little they have over, over 10 plus in terms of a pass. They have three at the entire game. The majority of their passing chains are around five passes. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly a noisy side. That's, and if you looked at what they were doing, they were winning it like Sire said on a second ball. And they were, for me, they were switching it into that area in front of our left back zone. And then they put three or four balls across, which one Addy saved, one Antonio put past the post. Um, one they scored off, and another one I think uh, was a, was another miss. So it was that constant, but very quick play to do it. They'd win it, look at how they can switch the win, play it, and then it, it would go into the box with quality. Um, but that's that isn't. It's not something we're not we're not used to. And I think that comes back to a little bit of what I said in the selection. We chose Matit for a reason. It meant that we could deal with the aerial threat. Um, when it, when it happened, the only thing I would say is pre-PK, our pass network is horrendous. Um, so <laughs> I I, I sectioned it off as you know we we can do. It's we're in like one strip. The biggest line is between Van Dyke and McAllister. McAllister is ahead of Sir Bosley and yeah. uh, and Jones. It, it's just there is nothing going on there, and that's fifteen minutes worth of play. We're at home. Yeah, you know, we haven't got any structure post uh, penalty. Yeah, we've got lovely depth. We've got a straight our uh, midfield three operating as a three. The front three are connected, so it it it, it comes about. But, but yeah, McAllister was was a little bit high. I think the yeah the, the Gomez inversion thing wasn't working because what well, we weren't set as I was saying. I think post penalty, I think you saw less of that. I think Dom dropped in more. I also thought we were far too deep in the first 15. We were very deep. So when they're, when they're winning that ball and making the switch, it's in our half and the next ball is into the, into the, our attacking third to make the cross. Yeah. When you look at post that, particularly second half, we would, we pushed the whole team up. We played a lot higher up. So therefore, even if they tried to win that, they were still 40 yards from goal. You, you moved the threat out, if that makes sense.
2: I mean, the weird thing is, is that, um, Cy mentioned that this was the closest possession period of the match to the penalty. And it was 50, 57 43. Mm. But in the, in the, in the, in the, Bre- the Brighton West Ham game, which I just referenced, when at the point West Ham went 3 0 up away, they, they only had 18% of the ball in that match. And they, yeah. you know, so, so it wasn't, it wasn't just as pure counter attack, defending counter as Brighton. But uh, yeah, it was, um, should we talk about that. Shall we talk about how, we caused our own instability, and then and Brighton nearly, uh, right West Ham nearly capitalised. So the first one, McAllister gets caught on the ball. Into was it a ball in from Jones, and then to McAllister, and then he gets robbed by, um, by by Ward Prowse.
3: Yeah, and then it goes out to uh, so Antonio,
2: who basically, yeah. I'd say I think five Liverpool players bounce off Antonio at some point before he finally gives it to the you know to the put- to the player who crossed and he carries the ball fifty, sixty yards. You know, he's a big lad, but he's it's a, a big big, lad. five or six players bouncing off him. Goodness
3: me. Yeah. I was having a bit of perturbations this time thinking, okay, this this isn't a great start to the game, you know, Antonio's doing his business. But yeah, that uh, that's the way the weds play. Antonio does exactly what he's in the side to do. Plays it out wide and the ball goes in. I can't remember who this is in the middle middle apologies. Um is that the chance that Ali saves off the line?
2: Yeah, yeah. Right down by it's really good save down in down by the corner at the foot of the post.
3: Really good yeah. save. Which was absolutely phenomenal. I think that's a point uh I'm just gonna look at it now, actually. What the post- it was, was Sucek, Sucek. Yeah, I was just trying to look at a post-shot of what what well, Ali added to the to the value. Uh point six four. Yeah. Post yeah. shot. So um from a point uh, one to, uh XG chance. So yeah, that was that was one chance, wasn't it? Then we had a block the other end, um, and then this is where you get the yeah the Antonio miss in there as well. Uh, well, I thought the, the Antonio move. the, the, the Antonio chance was much easier than the Suchek one, right? Yeah, and he just puts it wide. Just puts it wide. I think um, I wouldn't say a champ had time to bring it down and shoot, but it, it's with his foot, right? I, thought, I swear, am I, am I imagining that? Was that with his foot? Was that a body? Was it a header? What's the well,
2: <laughs> no, it was it was it was it was a header. Was a header. Yeah, um, yeah, It was basically Sorry, um, Antonio pulls off the back of Gomez, doesn't he, and gets about five meters of space for the for the cross
3: at the back post.
2: I think Bowen. I think I think Bowen puts the ball in right into the back post.
4: Sorry, I was busy with a heading sheet. Are we talking sue chance?
2: No. no well, well, on, on Antonio's one. So yeah, um, and yeah, but I think Bowen puts the ball over and and and. Antonio pulls off um, Gomez to the yes. you know, gets about gets uh, yeah, a bit yeah, of, yeah, yeah, of separation. Yeah, yeah,
4: you're further ahead than I was thinking. Yeah, uh, no, uh, Bowen. I think there was a little deflection off uh, Robo, which which spun the ball in the air a little bit up, and uh, and then he just flung himself.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: It was easier than the Souchak chance, though, right?
4: Yes, he just. But he just. Ah, it was easier in that there was more speed on the ball to redirect, rather than having to generate his own speed. Yeah, and he was, Oop. but he was totally unmarked again. There were yeah. two, both yeah. both opportunities, and <clears throat> there were at least five meters in all directions of space.
2: And that's why they were big chances because they were free headers. That's the, That's what makes them big chances.
4: Legitimately, big chances. might have had time to bring the ball down and have a shot. <laughs>
2: But anyway, Ali Ali outperformed his um, 1.4 post post-shot to one goal conceded in this game. So another um, another good game for our, our holy goalie. Um, so, Sai, should we talk about the more positive stuff? Mo, Mo Salah finally, 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 finally winning a penalty.
4: Didn't he? How good was that? I couldn't believe it went. I, I like my. Um... Because this is during a match that I'm being paid to uh, to work at, um, I get to miss <laughs> these, I miss these games. But my my watch is buzzing away, and I was like, "This is not possible." I must have had I don't know thirty different messages <laughs> saying Mo won a penalty, um, which is just absurd. eighty
2: three games, eighty three games, Eight.
4: eighty three a- games, and five hundred and fifty one penalty box touches by Mo Salah. Box Which is just absurd. The average Jack Grealish uh, is ninety-four penalty box touches. The average for Harry Kane is eighty-eight.
1: Before Raheem Sterling.
4: Uh, Raheem uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't look at Raheem's. Sorry, really okay. G- low as well. Been good for three years, but uh, yeah, used to, his, their, theirs used there. There's used to be. Uh, I, I have their numbers for fouls given touches per foul. And Grealish was at nineteen, uh that Raheem was twenty-four, Harry Kane was twenty-five touches per foul, and um at the time that Mose was in the in the hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: just, it's just fucking mental.
4: It so just it happens. is mental. And it, this was this was one of those like it was inarguable, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although not, you, not even not even Pogmol could reverse this. No, but if you see someone a western West fan saying it was a tie, <laughs> for fuck's <laughs> sake! <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's <laughs> sake! Wow. Yeah. We,
4: it, to be fair, it was a, it was the how we built up to that. It was a, it was a lovely move on the break. Yeah. So I think we're just to preface what we're going to talk about later. I think we're really good at the stuff we were. Some of the stuff we were we were embedding in seventeen eighteen. And this is that.
3: That breakaway stuff, you mean?
4: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, They were trying to find the channel ball to Diaz to carry it often. I'm a little bit down on Diaz at the moment, I can't deny. You're always down on Diaz. You've never been up on it since we signed him. No, I was excited. I was excited by him when we signed. Just as excited as is adding an extra but I, <laughs> adding adding like a street baller as your fourth attacker to come on and and run at people. I think it's a brilliant idea to when when plays broken at the end. It's just I'm less convinced by him as a starter for now. I, I, yeah, but let's get better past that. There was Nunez is so showing really good signs. And he made a really nice piece of hold up play and a great pass out to Diaz and then yeah. uh, and then legged it. He, the Suchek had two meters on him and over the course of 30 meters he beat him by five. It was hilarious. And so there was there was a bit of luck in there in even into that pen, because up to that point we had created nothing at all. They'd had two big chances. We'd created nothing. And from the pass by Diaz, the return pass by Diaz into Darwin, Darwin reached out and, like, got a, a bit of a toe on the ball, I think it was actually a heel, and deflected it, and it happened to go to Mug. There's the lock. And he yeah. was brought down because of it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, now, before we talk about tweaks and tactical changes and then the rest of the first half, do want to um, just talk... About the importance of aerial dominance, and we always talk about this in the show because you know, because hey, mainly because I force us to, and and, <laughs> and and the and the importance of aerial power in the, in the Premier League, um, and we, all, we, we we talked about it at our peak. We would basically yes, if that Bill the Bill Belichick tactic of taking the opposition's greatest strength away from them and completely completely nullifying it. Yeah, West Ham have caused us major problems in the last three years in matches, particularly at, at their grounds in terms and they've beaten us up. There's two games where they completely beat us up twice on set plays and aerial dominance. And they have some of the best players in the league in the air, particularly Kurt Zuma. <clears throat> but not only they they haven't got the fella who went to um Wolves, what's his name? The the other the other big Is that Kil- is
3: that Kilman? No
2: no no yeah. the other uh, the other fella. Anyway, I can't remember his name no.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But um but they got even even players like Peketar midfield. Is your, is, your, is your creative midfielder. He's a six-footer. James yeah. wilt isn't afraid of getting stuck in. Jerry Bowen's pretty good in the effort for your wide forward. You know, Michel Antonio is a bruiser. They, the whole team is packed full of giants as well. Obviously, Suchek, you know, is an obvious one. Um, and in this match, um, we actually won 74% of all the aerial duels, which is yeah. pretty <laughs> phenomenal. Because um, usually it's close to 50-50, right, in any game, isn't it, Bartz? Yeah,
3: you normally like your deviation, either either way, but normally it, it, it varies out to a fifty-fifty. But I, I, I know it did defence, particularly. I mean, you have got uh, Van Dijk at ninety-two, Matip at eighty, Gomez at a hundred, uh, Robert at, at sixty-seven, which is above the you know a fifty. You know what I mean? It's, it's not the best, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a dominant display, I would say, from our main uh, headers of the ball in in defence. Yeah, so. Um,
2: just, but just to call out, Virgil Van Dijk having 13 aerial duels in a match yeah. and winning 12, and winning 12 of them. I yeah. don't think I've ever seen that from uh, um, not not even from Virgil before. I don't think I've seen it from any defender. Um, and but against a team like West Ham, that is and the against definition. Antonio as well. Yeah, and so let's be, but also be clear: four of those were in the opposition penalty area. Yeah. on our set play and he yeah. and he was a right handful on set plays in this match in in, in an attacking sense wasn't he but
3: yeah i i actually wrote down in my first in my notes for the first couple of set plays in the first i was thinking we've got not with you know we were getting success very early on from our set plays yeah. you know Virgil was winning the header knocking it into areas i think he got a shot off directly from a corner he had a headed it was very clear early on that we had Run similar plays that we had been doing in other games, but it was working because we were getting our best header of the ball into positions to put it into areas. And as we come on the second half, that eventually got us got us reward. But it was very clear to me very early on we were we were getting success on the set plays in their box.
2: Yeah, and and Antonio was zero out of six on aerials. They're probably all against Van Dyke, to be fair. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but. um yeah, the other thing was the... Inter- and he had the most clearances, blocks and interceptions in the match as well with nine. Yeah. Which... So yeah, 12 aerial wins, nine clearances, blocks and interceptions. 21, basically. And
3: did did their goal not count? count as a... But he got an assist for Jota, didn't he? No, 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 no. no. Their goal. Oh, yeah. Is that not a missed
2: block? Block. Well, it's just it's an. I don't think he gets an event for that at all because okay. um, Bowen just comes across in front of him. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, he gambles and Virg, Virgil doesn't. So, yeah, well, in yeah. terms of in terms of the dirty, what I was trying to say was in terms of the dirty stuff against a team like West Ham, this was this was a big this was a big performance, and this was a bit of a throwback actually for Virgil, right? Here's,
4: yeah, his 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 it's only the fourth time in the last since he returned from ACL that he has won the highest. Uh, amount of possession, the largest amount of possession for the team. So, if the total of possessions won for the team is only the fourth time, he, fourth game where he's won the most. Wow! And um, he won nineteen percent of all possession that Liverpool gained.
2: Yeah. So, just dealing with that West Ham direct play site, it's invaluable, isn't it?
4: Yeah, huge because that's how they want to play. And but they were the the I think they were a little bit dumb in the positions that they were playing in. Yeah. Um, don't go to Virgil but then pick your poison because Matip's amazing at it so yeah. Yeah. Um, but, they but, weren't but, getting it wide enough
2: but we've been questioning Virg now since you know the start of last season right we we're talking about a relative decline by his terms right and it's gonna uh, you to need an
4: effort I think
2: yeah yeah um, but you've always said he can get up for the big games like you told him you said last season that it's no surprise that Virg still gets up for a game against Man City for example yeah Um exactly but, so, is it is it just that he's come back from a suspension and then his person came back in the Premier League? Is that is it that simple?
4: This would be a big game, wouldn't it? So, so let's see how oh, yeah. he is for three games.
3: Okay. But also, Garth, like, let's be honest here. We're going to talk about this, but he's going to know the run that they're on, right? He's going to know that a win of this magnitude, what that will mean. Oh, That's you mean for the, spe- the league position and the, yeah, the point? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As we yeah. said last season, a lot of that was... Rightly or wrongly, we were out of the title race very early on. Yeah, we weren't playing very well. We was looking in front, going, oh, "What the, you know, what the hell?" I'm not yeah. saying I could that. Yeah, right now we're second uh, in the league. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's we did we what, did emotions. You want
2: we did we did accuse Virgil of, of insuisance quite right. a few times last season, didn't we? So <laughs> yeah,
3: whereas this is like, right, I'm back. I'm captain of this football club. We're second in the league. We're going to yeah. beat these, and we're going to go on.
2: Yeah. So the question for you, Ty, the acid test for you is: um, How many games in a row can Vir- does Virgil stay motivated for in this way? Yeah, that's the test.
4: Yeah, I, I, I think we probably have with an aging player across all sports. You have one big run until it stops. Uh, like I think you can you can continue that intensity for one big run while while the crest of the wave, while the wave crests yeah but if 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 we go through two games where we're not and city are pulling away i don't know how you can pick it up like psychologically from there it's very possible i'm wrong and he was just returning from injury yeah but i think we've got i think we've got 60 games worth of of data to to evidence what my view is so
2: but in terms of doing with the thing on this one is that we've talked about relative declines right from the full on game start of last season, yeah. and um, but one thing that hasn't declined in any way, shape, or form is his aerial dominance. That is still the same level as it always was, right, So si? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. He was didn't, he was like eighty three percent when we signed him, and he's like eighty percent now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other things that might be not as good, but. Aerial wins and dominance is not one of them. And, in, and of course, obviously, the, 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 double, the double benefit uh, to is in both boxes.
3: That's the, you know, gives us such a threat. Yeah, and also, I think I si said last week, he's on the ball. He is one of the best passers in the centre-halves in the league. Yeah. Right? He, he, had, he had 8.4% of around ball time. You know, <laughs> like, that's, that's second only to Dom and, and Mac, 8.7 yeah, yeah. and 8.8. You know, it's kind of, that's what you... You know, but yeah, 12.5% of our possession. It's, that's what you, 84 for that's what you want from your centre half. And you saw that when he was at will, just going, there you go, Mo, have it. There's 40 yard ball straight, switch out to Mo's feet. We didn't have that when he, and he was only suspended for two games, but we didn't have that option. No.
4: Yeah, so it gives us well, another variety for that attack. He hasn't been doing that for a year and a half. No, that's he hasn't. So, so That, uh, that was I, another pleasing th- element for me. I don't care about his time in possession. I, uh, I, I know what you're saying. I understand the benefits, but I don't care about his time in possession. That If we look at the profiles of, of our other defenders, um, we have players that can recycle, and we have players that can, can have a high pos- uh, um, in-possession time because the opposition are happy for them to have uh, the ball because they're no threat. And when Virgil, like three seasons ago, Virgil had more um, packing than any player in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he's just stopped doing that completely. I don't know if it's a function of the team. It's a function of having slower players or structure or he just can't kick that hard. I'm really not sure. Um, But he stopped. We need to see more of that.
3: Yeah.
4: But we also can create, there are statistics which highlight this stuff out. So uh, like... How so? His progressive meters per touch last season were six. This season are eight and a half. So that's a little bit better. And conversely, Joe Mez is at three. So, like, we have we have players that that are decent in possession, yeah. But we need players that are that uh, that are better progressively. If in this especially
2: especially if Trent's not playing,
4: yeah. Which what which is what I was alluding to now. That that we replace the lad who has fifteen meters per touch with a lad who has three meters per touch. Yeah, you've got to make that up somewhere else.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: And and to the actual story of the game, it would be the midfielders who were absolutely fucking tremendous and are we've not seen the likes since two thousand and ten when Javi left.
3: What Javi Mas Gerard.
4: Oh, no, oh eight nine, wasn't it? Shabby yeah. left after oh nine.
3: Yeah.
4: Mm. Yeah, I'm not even talking about mask, I'm just talking about like having Gerard and Shabby in the team. We have Gerard yeah, yeah, yeah. and Shabby in the team now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I remember it was a functioning unit, those three were really well as a functioning unit.
4: Um, sure.
3: But yeah. But just you know, I'm yeah, just man. talking
4: of the quality. Yeah. I'm
3: talking
4: quality, of the yeah. things that the things that Shabby can do, Mac can do, the things that, that Gerard can do, Job Jobo is doing like yeah. this is this is the one the, the biggest midfield upgrade in forever it's unbelievable and it's the reason why we turned this game around
2: yeah. yeah let's come on to that let's talk about what we did better for the rest of that first half so,
4: so you talk about a lot about the wm formation and how yep. And how we've been using that to to uh, create overloads across the pitch and create security and penetration at the same time. We need we we need those plays in those positions. It's about which uh, starting position ends there when we've got imp- when we've got control possession. If that makes sense, so you can you can create the W uh, with 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 fullbacks or the wide parts of the W with the fullbacks or with with the eights going wide or one. One eight going wide and one winger going wide, which will then require other players to come into midfield, so we have to create it somehow if Trent is playing and he inverts into into the middle, then the eight has to go wide or mo has to stay wide. That's how the spacing works. does that make sense? yeah, yeah. the inverse has to work on the other side so Robbo tucking in then you're gonna need if if he's tucking in you're gonna get you're gonna need um the width further up the pitch from somebody else. Diaz doesn't provide the width further up the pitch. And what was happening early on was that he was tucking in and in almost the same kind of timing as Trent would run into midfield, which Gomez was trying to do, that that CJ was going to touchline to create that spacing. But the turnover was happening really quickly and was catching him running out towards the touchline. Um, and gomez coming into midfield and then they were breaking on us like that and they, they were ca- catching us uh, like wide open and and we were having um two on two breaks so they kind of reverse zobo and um and cj but also changed the 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 roles of the fullbacks a little bit so we went much more traditional in in how the fullbacks were playing and the build phase. Instead of having Trent or the the right back coming into midfield, we're making sure that one of the midfielders was dropping in to support Mac as well, and then Mac was dropping in to the left hand side of of the defense instead of Robbo. So ro- it freed Robbo up to go wider. That makes sense. Yeah. So we had so less players had to make a ten yard burst to create those spaces. And it, it allowed players to have. We always had a box behind the ball at all times, if that makes sense. So it it created a little bit more stability for us. We were going stable before angles, um, and it, once we retained possession, we still had the WM, and we had Zobo and Mac on the ball instead of Trent and Mac. And then it freed Rob, uh, freed CJ to go and be a runner, and Mo Mo was wide on one side, and um, and then go, there was interchanging between Gomez and Mo on who was who was taking which of the widest zones, and it, it it just worked better. Everyone kind of knew where they where they should be, and it allowed our two best footballers in the centre of midfield to have the ball.
5: Hello, I'm here to annoy you.
2: Can we give a little bit of credit to Curtis Jones at this point as well? Um I know we I know we like I know we love McAllister and Zabozlai. Um but we can are going to talk about whether we're a 90 point team or not as we go on here in this in this pod. And I think it's fair to say that the origin of our good form tra- can be traced back directly to when Curtis Jones came into this team. He's a big player for us, side. Big player.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. He's brilliant. He's brilliant at retaining possession. He's brilliant at, he's, because he's spent, he's spent the last three years on and off uh, the field being injured or not, but like rehearsing tactically the positions he's supposed to be in and his role in the team. Yeah. And he's gone from being naturally a street baller to, to being a refined tactical piece of a, of a team. And that's what he thinks about at night. It's not scoring the great glory goal, which he was born doing, and he didn't yep. until he was 18. He now thinks about um, how, can I, uh, how, how can I best underpin this manoeuvre ahead, which allows Trent to get on the ball? Yeah. And, and then how can I be in position best to press that ball to get it back or to funnel that ball into into Zobo so he can get it back? And, and you need somebody that's sacrificing themselves to the team, and that's what he's doing. He's, he's been Ginny.
2: Yeah, and um, and it's not the first time this season we've talked about importance of pass completion and ball retention. Um, but uh, Jones was ninety six, Zoboli ninety three, and McAllister ninety six for the match. Just yeah, fantastic, fantastic numbers there with the because it's not just safe; they are creating with it as well. And we had like four XG and you know on 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 some of the on
3: some of the models. Exactly, they they became the fulcrum of the team. As a, and they became a very good well-functioning unit. They've got multiple connections over 10 passes with multiple elements of the team. You know, all right, Jones has got more of a left-side connection and Dom has got something more right and Mac's kind of a bit of a combination of all. But that move is, as Sai eloquently explained, where Dom comes in pretty much next to Mac and, and CJ's sort of in the front part of that. He's, he's showing up in all the zones, in the touches for second half. It, it's, it, it worked. They functioned as a three. Um, and it allowed those interchanges out wide that we used to see with the fullback and the wide players, um, which was... And I think that suited, to be frank, suited Robo and Gomez as well. They were doing things they are used to doing rather than things they're maybe not used to doing, and they were effective in that, you know. Um, and, it third,
2: and also 13 tackles between them in this match as well. We had a couple of games last season. There was a game at Old Trafford where the midfield didn't attempt to tackle in
3: the whole first half. Exactly, the dual yeah. rate as well. If you look at, yeah, so the I do the phasing over time. They get more and more green dots through the game yeah. in the centre area. I think between uh, the last two periods of the game, I don't think there's many, know that there's any red dots at all. So we that's where the three are working really well in tandem in the middle of the park. We know that we have to control the middle of the pitch to be able to um to to perform to win games in the Premier League. We weren't doing that last season.
2: Okay. So, um, should we talk about three big moments at one, one, uh, two for us and one for Villa. Uh, dinner, cause the claret and blues, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two for us, one for West Ham, all at all, all missed, all big chances missed. But, um, what, which was the biggest of those big chances? Do you reckon there was, there was two for Darwin, um, and, um, and obviously the, um,
3: the Jared Bowen header, free header. Are we talking second half now, just to clarify? No, no, just ball? at just, just at one one. Uh the dark well, diamond one oh, yeah. was huge, but uh Jerry was just four half times, wasn't it? Three minutes? No, was no, that right? What was the time? No, no,
2: no, days? yeah, it was a, it was just after half time, yeah. Yeah, just it, it was a, it was just a high just a ball in, and he finds himself on inside the six yard box free and he, he heads it down as well, but Alison's just in a in a good position to gather it. But yeah, a massive, massive chance. Yeah, uh
3: point five six XG. Um that was an incredible chance, but they for the second half though that I didn't think. Looking back, I, apart from that one, there was a couple towards in the, the game. I didn't think they had many opportunities second half at all. No, I was
2: just talking about. I was just saying while it was while it was in the balance, there was three massive moments. Yeah, you know, two for
3: us, one for them. Two for one. Then we had the one where Matt moves into pretty much area fourteen. We talk about uh, no, that's that's the goal. Sorry, there's another one where um, the ball gets played into Mo and Mo turns around a corner and and Diaz puts it wide, not Diaz, uh, Nunes puts it wide, uh, which is uh, quite a large, I uh, just trying to get the exact, xg. 0.5-1. Uh, yeah. by one chance. That's um, saved. saved by Areola. Is it? Is that a save? Like, mm-hmm. no, I thought he put it straight wide. Um And then you get the, the, the goal, no, which is... No, the
2: one get, the, there's the one where he hits the post as well, when Darwin hits the post.
4: 0.44 where he hits the post.
2: Yeah. Both assists 0.4. from Salah. Um, Both <laughs> yeah. Point nine six expected assists there for Mo,
3: <laughs> almost two. It's just totting up the numbers, isn't it? <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's an incredible chance. But we have said this about uh, Nunes has improved imme- immeasurably over the season. But he has there are some big chance moments that he maybe uh, could do with improving. But then he gets the chance with the goal, right? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Do you know all? Do you know all four of Darwin's goals this season are big goals. Go ahead,
2: go ahead. Go for it. yeah, 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 or or, you know, or to come back, you know, with equaliser at Lasker as well, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all, sorry, it's when always, you were watching when you were watching this live uh, and you didn't know the outcome. Did you know it was that yeah, there was the two Darwin big chances and then the Boeing one and then
4: all at one? One did you? Did no, you no, I didn't. I didn't at all. Um, so it's so without living watching the game without the emotion, um, it's. He like it's easy to get. I think it's easy with these particular players on the pitch. Right, there is something about like the the crazed South Americans that we have all over the pitch, and uh, and Zobo, um, that like they make you feel that 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 they are great at creating emotion, creating a wave of emotion because yeah. uh, they do really exciting things. So you can go from the two big chances that they missed early in the game to thinking we should have won this game 10-0 and we're we're the best team in the world. Yeah. But yeah. while the game's in the balance, uh, the Ali pulls off uh, a worldly of a save, unbelievable yeah. save, and they had two really, really big chances that they just fluffed and they probably could have had a penalty as well, uh, all while the game's in the balance. But then... We we thankfully uh, Darwin converts his third of uh, converts a big chance is third in a row, um, having missed two, and then the game is like beyond them. Yeah, then, and then we, and, and then we win pulling away at like that. Yes, don't there's no question we win pulling away.
2: It's Sorry,
4: just a, we were we were yeah. much better for the last thirty minutes of the game.
2: I think I think one thing I, I think is a big improvement this year is that. Um, if, is, if Nunes is missing his chances, it's not impacting the match results so far. With The team is not suffering, right, because the team is found in a way to win and the other team is finding a way to score. And then Nunes is making a contribution at a later point. And, and I think that in itself is is a massive improvement on last year.
3: Yeah, but he's, he's contributing to the team. As we said first off, he's yeah. hold-up play for the penalty. Like, the penalty he was involved with that, right? So, but you last imagine, season he wasn't. You can imagine the
2: last season, though he misses those two chances, and then the Bowen one goes in, and West Ham lead two one.
3: Yeah, and he's also not contributing any other way to the game. Whereas yeah. this one, he has he contributes outside yeah. of it. Yeah, and I, I know what you mean it. It's it's, yeah. it's fine. Did about, you
2: see? Um, uh, did you see talking about Nunes? Them um, is positive stuff. Did you see any connections in this game uh, that you liked? Uh, thoughts. Any yeah,
3: a lot more. Again, another game where the, the front three connecting for over 12 passes between them, which is good, and receiving balls from deep uh, from Jones and, and Dom. So that's good. Mac seems to go, apart from the goals, so obviously remember a connection has to be over four passes. Mac goes wide to Diaz and, and Moe. More than he'll go straight into to Nunes um, on the past networks anyway. Just just from this season, um, that's from a deeper playmaker role, I suppose. But uh, Dom is very has got plus four into Nunes, and so has um, Jones. So, some very pleasing uh, signs there in terms of the connections with the front three operating more. Nunes shows up deeper, but I think that's him uh, showing that hold up play, um, and some of his. Uh, Work off the ball, tree. so it means that he's picking the ball up and getting a touch in a deep position than he actually probably averaged but was. Uh, what I mean by that is on the pass networks, he's he's deeper than the other two, but I don't think that was a case in terms of attacking play. I think who's level? I,
4: you know? I think I, I think we we is possible we're overstating stuff, right? I think the single biggest difference between him now and last season is his finishing is better. Like so, not necessarily the outcome because the conversion rate is is up, but it's not massive. Yeah. He is missing big chances. He is missing big chances in key moments, but those key moments, he is then, it aren't coming back to bite us in the ass, like you said. But, yeah. last season, he was, um, from 10 But no, You point... were really... You... Go on.
2: You were really annoyed at how much he was fluffing his shots last season, weren't you? <laughs>
4: Yes, just because miss- he was missing. He was he was so he was he had an average big chance of of point three three eight that he was missing with point two three shots.
2: Yeah, so just yeah. terrible, terrible shooting. Yeah,
4: and this season his misses are point three eight, but his misses are point four nine ex post shot.
2: Yeah, yeah,
4: like they they're just pulling off much better saves. Yeah. So he's yeah. actually hitting the target a little bit more. He's hitting the target almost 20% more than he was last season. He was with his big chances he was just literally missing. Uh now he is the ones that he so if you just look at the goals that are, the big chances that he's getting on target um that they are he is increasing um the xg value that the keeper has to save yeah. by almost 20% and last season he was reducing it by almost 40% yeah
3: yeah
2: absolutely and and you don't have any you don't have any concerns about his um you were quite brutal before christmas last year about his effort in a lot of games you always used to refer to nunez winning the walk in and stuff like that you haven't got any of those concerns these days right say all those no, yeah. I-
4: I think, I think to be fair, I might have been slightly unfair to him be given that in new country, all all of the, he's a human and maybe stuff wasn't going his way, but he definitely sulks. Um, I, I was more worried about the actual effort he did give because because uh, he did give lots of effort. It was just that it was always at the wrong angle, the wrong time, in the wrong place. <laughs> and and so we were getting big holes through it. Yeah. But now, now I... So far this season, none of the goals have come because, like, no threat has been caused against us because of anything Darwin has done.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure that was an old Tommy Cooper gag you just did there, say si. You played all the right notes, just in the wrong order.
4: Yeah, maybe. I am old. No, right. nobody listening knows knows who Tommy Cooper is. No, no, just the old bastards. It's Bradley Cooper's right. dad. <laughs> <laughs> the, fun, the funnier thing that, like, the funnier thing that is most kids don't know Bradley Cooper either.
2: Oh wow. uh, Rocket, okay, right. right. Rocket kids. Right. right. <laughs> just on the to finish off, right? Um I did look at this, right? Because on just on the finishing aspect. So Club and Country this this year now, he's had four goals from twenty six shots this season, um, which is a conversion rate of fifteen percent. So not bad for a striker. Um, you know, Harry Kane would typically be up about 20%. Um, 19 to 20. If he keeps 15% up for the rest of the season, sign me up, right? Four goals from 3.x, 3. 3.8 XG in for Liverpool, in a Liverpool shirt this year. Again, slightly above XG. I'll take that now. The only downside, as you said, is big chances. He's one out of 10 on his big chances this season. So yeah, he just needs to, he just needs to get a couple of tap ins, doesn't he? That's it. That's the that's the missing the missing link. A couple of tap ins.
4: He's one out of ten on big chances. I have higher I have I have a higher conversion of big chances. You know, uh, including Uruguay as well. Just, so, bit, no, just, just to I, boost the sample. So no, in the league, I have no. Not in the league. Just for Liverpool, I have ten big chances. So Newcastle yeah. three against Villa, Wolves two against Lask, three the against only West
2: Ham. One, and the only one he scores is the West Ham one.
4: Uh, no, I have West Ham, I have what? I have the Penn, and I have Newcastle. Newcastle
2: wasn't a big chance it was taken away. It was that, they, Neither of those chances were big.
4: Oh, I have it at 0.32.
2: Well, okay.
4: The first one was 0.06 and the second one was 0.32.
2: Yeah, okay. That's so
4: yeah, it, it's still not very good. <laughs> the conversion rate from big One out of
2: ten, yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
4: But, but just, just linking to what I said earlier, that... That the quality of temp has gone up. Yeah, yeah. Which is that's the good sign. Yeah. So at, he- at the same point last season, when in his first 10, 10 big chances last season, he missed the target with six of them.
2: Yeah, and he's got the same. He's he's got the same um, non penalty xG as Harland in the lead. This so one point zero seven per ninety, and he's uh, over five shots per ninety again. So along with Evan Ferguson and Erling Haaland as well. So it's, 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 that's what, you know, those two are centre forwards as well, Adam Ferguson and, and Harland. So, yeah.
3: yeah. It's coming from, him, isn't it? I mean, Definitely. His, his shots are all central now as well, in the right area. They're in the central box. That's where you want your number nine to be taking shots from, not from yeah. picking it out, he's
4: out not, wide. He's not I'm doing a a shot. shots.
3: Yeah, he's not doing them bending shots or I'm just going yeah. to pick it up because I need to make an impact. He's actually waiting his time. He's, he'll be given the ball in the right area and he'll, and he'll, have, he'll have an attempt. But we all want to tap in, there right? From him, yeah. Back post tapping. To be fair, yeah. But on on Sunday, uh, let's let be honest. The the second one that he put blazed wide for an moment No, that's what we, we wanted goal.
2: to score. We wanted to score one. Score. Yeah, one, I know. I'm just saying he had a
3: pretty good opportunity there, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Anyway, right. So no, positive. It's good signs. Jota,
2: positive. Jota.
4: He scored a phenomenal goal. He did yeah.
3: score a phenomenal goal. yeah. You wanted to talk about the assist,
2: Sorry? You wanted to talk about McAllister's assist and his vision?
4: Unbelievable! Can I? Can we do while we're talking about assists? Brilliant passes. The goal we almost we scored that was ruled out for offside in the first half. Oh, for Unbelievable no. pass from Zobbo. Yeah, Great run from from Curtis and a lovely finish. It was just a little offside. Next season that won't be offside when they actually implement the rule they said they were going to do this season. Oh, God, what a goal that was. But to have two of those attempts in the same game, like the last time I remember it, like Fab could do that pass a little bit, but he would try it like for every 50 of them, that two of them would go to the right person. But that, <laughs> yeah. that dink, unbelievable. But, so for the actual goal, Moed, Mo uh, we just had the possession, We caused them to instability in the box. Mo put the ball across the box and it was cut <laughs> out by, by Zuma broke to the, uh, the, the halfway line, basically, this centre circle. Mac picked it up and Mo made a run inside. He came deep to cut back into the box, um, but he'd kind of slowed down. And I thought Ma- uh, Mac had seen that. I'm not sure what he saw, actually, but um, but Darwin hadn't moved. Um, he's just really fast to react, but he hadn't moved. He wasn't picking out a run of Darwin at all. He put in a ball behind the back four presumably knowing how fast our forwards are and, and one of them is going to get to it. It was unbelievable vision, lovely finish, lovely finish. And most, I, there are probably five players in the country that could have got to that pass with that speed. We we have three of them. Um, but that was the lovely part. Very nice finish from Darwin too. And sign me up. But that was unbelievable pass.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jota comes on and adds the an, an, third, the cherry on the top. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about for the rest of the, the 90 minutes? Anything you had written down that you wanted to cover?
4: Um, just that this is the first time we've got, we've got three midfielders over 0.9 XG chain for five seasons. Um, <clears throat> nice that's oh. that's where the quality was being built, not from the full in this game. And it was amazing at the same time as they had a positive possession control score for three players to combine. I can't, uh, I don't have any midfield data with that on.
3: And I was just going to supplement that by saying this is the first time we've had dual XT winners with Dom and Mac at both point four for the entire game. Nice. Again. But again, that shows you the threat and the chances coming from our midfielders. Yeah.
4: We got two with over one XG build. Yeah. In midfield.
3: Yeah. And they both again put in performances of over one point one touches per minute.
4: Yeah. So so we've talked we've talked before about HG build and how like is good or it's bad. We're not quite sure, but it kind of tells us one thing. Do you know who had the highest XG build per ninety in this game?
3: A sub, a sub.
4: Curtis Jones.
3: Oh, that's well, okay. Ah, uh, okay. The stuff,
4: nice. the Ginny stuff that we used to get. Oh, he's always behind. You know, he's always in the build-up phase. He's, that's why he doesn't get any numbers. Blah blah blah. Not true. None of this. Not. He, nah. he would never had high XG build. He would just be somewhere in space. Um, but. CJ absolutely was fundamentally part of the build up phase of the, of the 10, back, 10 passes and stuff of retaining possession. And it's tremendous. So uh, long made this thing that we're doing now continue. Yep,
2: yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, we are just going to ask a quick question for you, say si. We and Barts, we are currently second in the league. Great start to season, 16 points out of 18. Um we are seventeen games unbeaten in the Premier League. Uh we have got um fifty-six out of the last oh, I can't remember that. Fifty-six out of the last six, 69 points. Is that right, have I got that right? Fifty-six out of the last <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It's a lot. Um lots of people getting very excited. Very good start to the season, right? Question for us is are we back? Are we now a 90 point team again? Obviously, not literally, but statistically, pro rata, projecting whatever how we want to. Are we a 90 point team again, Sai? What do you think?
0: I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with libertyshield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, Mac boxes and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout.
4: Well, are the things, are the things that you were looking at that say, yes, we are? Well, I projected this from the beginning of the season. I projected that we're a, 90, a 92 point, 91 point team. That's how we would finish. Our 10 game projection coming from last season said we're a 91 point team. Um, and... Uh, we're actually a 91 point team right now still uh seven games into or six games into the, the this season so like from a, a points perspective absolutely from uh an xg producing perspective at our very best for the two seasons we we're at our best we were 2.19 and this season we're at 2.07 rolling average um uh, which is. Absolutely, more than win the leagueable. Um, that's won the league eleven times, so that's all good. We've got uh, more than one XG difference. Also, if you've got a more than one XG difference and a more than one goal difference, you're going to win games. Um, but at, at our best, our XGA was 0.91. It's currently point. It's currently one point three. That's where I have an issue. And at, at our very best, which you have to be, I, it, it seems harsh to be comparing to our very best, but you have to be to beat City because they are the very best that's ever been. And and that's how good you have to be. So at our very best, we're a 1.06 non-shot or or XG threat, which we're going to talk about. And we're currently, we're dipping... It's coming down, which is the big trend, uh, the positive for me, from a 1.27 over the last 19 games. um, And it's coming down to currently at 1.15. So we're trending towards that peak, which feels very positive, but we're not currently yet at that.
2: So, I mean... So I think you've nicely laid out there that saying that yeah, there's definitely some things, some, some signs and some trends and indicators that say yes, we're ninety points already. But you're also seeing some things that say, no, we're not ninety points, and there's nothing which is universally agreeing on this. And I think on the defensive side, I think it's worth just just a really simple observation that when we were at our peak defensively, right, we have we still have this, all four members of that back four in the current squad. They're just all five years older. Yeah. Yeah. And that matters especially when you compare VVD 5 years ago to VVD now. And Robbo's slightly. You you I think you've
4: didn't you say say si, that you thought Robbo was slightly post peak already? Oh god, Robbo's definitely post peak. Robbo's peak was probably 3 years ago. Uh, it, like it's not it's not a, a massive decline, but it's 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 a very obvious decline, but he's only 29. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Okay. Like I, I don't, I don't know if you can be the best version of yourself for multiple years. Um, Trent should be physiologically hitting his peak right now. Yeah, but I would suggest we've of his career, we've seen his peak for three years, and it stopped last year. I'm not saying that he can't be better than this because he absolutely can, because that's what, how age works. But he currently, for the last season and this, is not as productive as he was for the pre seasons three three seasons previous to that. Yeah. So who uh, like who knows? I think would you um, the difference between uh, like we've got this whole new attack which is s- trending upwards, mm. but mm. we. We at our best we were um we were outscoring our XG by 0.27 a game, yeah. And we are now we're now slightly less than our XG.
2: Well, 15 goals from 13.2 according to stats bomb this season. That's good.
4: Oh, yeah, no, this this is rolling 10 still.
2: All right, okay, yeah, yeah. So you got the Southampton game in there, yeah, the fourth, yeah, 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 okay. But, yeah, so we're nicely, outperforming. Um, and- we're nicely outperforming XG in the league this season over the six games, um, massively overperforming on the defensive side. Um, so we are running a bit but,
4: but the last one, sorry, Darth, the last, the last one would be that we were, um, at, our two, at our best, we were producing um, about 0.2 above XG in terms of um, sh- shot quality. So yeah. the, the XG, the Keeper has to face, was about 0.2 above the XG we created. Yeah. Um, and we're currently um, about 0.3 less. Yeah. So our finishing isn't as good as it was no. at our best. No, but it's not bad. So where, where we were the best in the world, that inside both boxes, yes. we're not that. Yet. Yet.
2: Yeah, I agree. Although Alison's still close to the best.
4: Yeah. I think Allison's probably better than he was then.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um Bart, anything you're seeing that you you think is definitely trending for us for six uh, you know, for a ninety points team? Obviously you're gonna tell us about the, 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 the risk of uh confidence intervals and variance over a ten game sample.
3: Yeah, sample size, sample size, but I mean um so I've done rolling nineteen as well, when I, I yeah, imagine, yeah. and that's not far off. And that's a better no, size. That's better. Uh, like you, I am. I would still be concerned about the amount of XGA we give away a game, and the amount of volume that turns into big chances. Yeah. Whether you want to debate the threshold for a big chances or not is another matter. But, and I also game on game, the chances that we're we we're, we're allowing the opposition to take shots from very central areas closer to our goal, which again at our peak, we weren't allowing them to do. No. Um which I think is represented in the we yeah, with the, the over-performance defensively. Eventually I, I do think that'll that'll roll out somewhere I, I think, and we'll have a game. I think that Let would be see. really in, I
2: think I think a look a comparison of the hot zone shots between this season, say for example in eighteen nineteen, that would be
3: really interesting. Like you said, yeah. we didn't used to allow hot zone shots at all. No. Yeah, and that and that's maybe having just said our midfield three is working really, really well, right? Yeah, maybe that is where we haven't got to recognise a specialist six like a Fab, yeah, stopping them from happening in front. Yeah. because that that is a Max game, right? Max should have given away a penalty on the pure defensive one. side. On yeah. the pure defensive side, to stop that shot coming in centrally, that is not Max game. Um, and that maybe is where the eighteen, nineteen through to title-winning season we had Fab in there to stop that happening. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's a subtle difference, but when you're up against the best side in club football ever, yeah. that matters.
2: Well, can, point of order. Yeah, if they, they haven't got 110 out of a possible... No, all right, Dave, they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: we, we have Fair still enough. got... We, we are the best side, but I'm just saying, we've yeah. gone up against them to win a league title, and these kind of margins matter. That, 36 that's... wins and two draws from 38
2: consecutive games. Only yeah. one team's got that.
3: Yeah, so far, but, but you yeah, know, you read our, our our record over that period, right? Yeah, yeah. what was cities? Oh, yeah, but the we, yeah, that was that. That we had to do that to beat them. No, I know, but I'm just saying for you right now, you've, oh, yeah. you've given um, Liverpool's okay. record over the last 17 games, yeah. this, yeah, yeah, And we're yeah, City
2: are a 103 point team over right. the same time period, and that's what you're up against, yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. That's we depressing. could be a 90 point season, we could be a 90 point team. Yeah. Like, so could be right again. I'll be saying, "So yes, you're spot
2: on again." City are
3: 103. The city are yeah. 103 this year, and then win the league. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's depressing. You no. Know, yeah, yeah. So, so,
2: so, real, so let's, let's 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 console ourselves by talking about something really nerdy, um, um, <laughs> and we're going to talk about expected threat. And one of the reasons we want to talk about expected threat is because it's telling a story which isn't being picked up by the expected goals, and yeah. um, and then and and potentially some real. Things real insight into the defensive capability of the team, and things that we really do need to improve on. I guess the first thing we need to answer, Bart, is is how do we explain a very con- complex mathematical model like expected threat in a, in in a nice layman friendly way?
3: Here we go, then. <laughs> so there
2: I, you know, I'm going to say to you that the goal of it yeah. is to re- to reward every action on a pitch, every event on a pitch, independent of its outcome.
3: Yeah, there are weightings within certain things. So every action on a pitch, so to give people an uh to not getting too complicated, so the pitch is divided up into a series of boxes, right? 192. 192, 16 by 12. Yeah. Okay, so, and within each of those boxes, depend, so you always start at zero, and then from there, there is a probability of whether you'll take a shot, whether that will lead to a goal. If you don't, or if you do or don't do that, then when you move, what how that increases that probability of a goal or a shot and the, the weighting that is that um, rewarded. And a
2: move in this concept context is either a pass or a carry. So a possession, yes, the chain a chain of possession, possession yeah. consists of either at every stage a pass by a player, a carry mm-hmm. by a player or a shot.
3: Yes, Yes. So they're the three actions that are leading into it, which is why it's really important to use comparative XG models when you're looking comparing XT and XG. Hmm. Um and obviously as you so the the way that then works is you always start at zero, but then the resulting one will have the values from the previous of that's where you're leading from. So you can then judge whether that move increased threat or not. So if you, if you didn't take a shot on, but you moved, so you moved from a box that had an XT of uh, 0.1, so 10% chance of, of scoring at that point. If you then move to a box of 0. 0. 0.05, you can say you decreased threat, right? Yeah. But as you go through the chain, you might, the, the past, the next move might be over two or three boxes. You could go into zone 14. Yeah. And the chance of that XT could go up to 0. 0.3. So you could say that that movement added 25% yeah that chance of scoring yeah and that builds up to various iterations normally if you look at it there are the hot zones unsurprisingly are the highest uh areas or some of the highest areas of of threats uh the six yard box clearly are normally white on a lot of the things you look at and the penalty box and also a point i looked at today was your own defensive box is also a high value to start passing from which gives mm. you the credence to having a keeper that can pass the ball.
2: yeah
3: right. so that's irritably how you calculate x t and you you knocked about some some correlations. I don't know whether you want to talk about which one yeah
2: just about. just wanted I just wanted to add a couple of things that is that yeah. you know, so so for for each of for each of the hundred and ninety two zones the mm. x t model will will know the value of passing carrying or shooting from that zone into any other zone.
3: Yeah. And so, the value of a shot or a goal from that, yeah, zone from as that well.
2: zone as well. So that, yeah, and, and 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 the level of the recursive level of the maths that you have to apply is quite staggering on this, isn't it? And uh, so Wait, the first 16
3: time, by 12 for a start, yeah, yeah, so exactly. You know. Yeah.
2: So this is comp- this is proper supercomputer stuff, isn't it? Bart's uh, yeah. basically doing yeah. this, yeah. and 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 I think it's the important thing is to, to, to note is the relationship between XG and XT isn't that an XT model does start. With X, XG. And you mentioned that you will run a recursive up to four or five times, you know, so you, you can have four or five chains, uh, you know, in, 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 in a move. Yeah. And to, to do that, but the first phase of that is, is effectively your XG model.
3: Yeah. The, the first one, because you start at zero, you then yeah. going to XY, XY, which will give you the value of a yeah. shot from there.
2: Yeah. And then, but then you build up past, and a carry to a shot, then a pass and a pass and a pass to a shot, and except and until about five levels removed. Yeah? Yeah, yeah? yeah. 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 Okay. So XG and XT will always track fairly close to each other. Theoretically, yeah. Yeah, because XT starts with an XG model, it just becomes more refined.
3: And it's part of the
2: calculations to work out the XT. And I think the real reason we want to talk about this today is, is that um we've I'm gonna call it the understat of uh, XT, and it, and this is the app. This is the the incredible Mark R stats on Twitter. The best coder working in the public domain, but Oh, hundred percent,
3: hundred percent, yeah, without without any
2: question. And and he's putting all his stuff out there for people to use. And you know, in the same way as those crazy Russians did did with understat, putting that just out there. Nobody knows who they are. They just put this model on. They maintain it there. and We can all use it to our mm-hmm. heart's content. And Mark R stats has got his uh, XT model with his data. Um, on, 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 on his website, and we'll put the link in the bio for the, for the bar. But I think the important thing is, is that we've never had that public data source to say these are the comparative values of XT across the big five leagues. And this is what each team is producing and this is what each team has conceded. And, you know, we've never been able to have that context to,
3: sh- to talk about XT numbers before. Uh, you're absolutely right and also if you ever go to go on the website for the for listeners he he has a glossary for every single table, which is really well explained don't get don't get me wrong the the expected threat one took me a couple of reads to get my foot in my head around yeah. what the foot of ramifications, but you're there and and you also got things like all the stuff you see on the on the social media like field field tail defensive line high, opposition line high. they're all in there freely available for you, so yeah it's a great resource to use,
2: yeah the um This, the website is, those dot markstats.club is the, is the, is the URL. Um, and just some context on here. So just so people can visualize about what, what XT is. So last season, um, in, in the big five leagues, there was 2.77 goals per game. And of that, there was 0.1 own goals per game. So that means 2.7 goals scored, which weren't own goals. Mm -hmm. Now, on FB ref, sorry, on FB ref model, um, there was 2.49 XG per game. So that's a, there's a bit of a gap there between 2.49 XG and 2.67 goals. But yeah. if you look at, if you look at Mark R. Stats's model last year, there was 2.73 of XT per game. Yeah. So it's that level of accuracy, which it doesn't give you versus. XG. Yeah. And I think the big reason is, parts is that not all attacks end in shots when they should. Yes,
3: exactly. It's about, I think we were chatting in the, in the, in in our usual chat and it was, for me, the XT, it does give a really good indication of the quality of attack. Because if you've got high XT value and you don't convert that to XG or you don't take the shot on, then that says to me that, decide these functioning well to create but your 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 forwards are not are not a, a, of a level of quality or to make the chance or take the shot on um whereas i think you did a plot is it did you look at the so the higher quality teams have uh know, oh right, yeah. She, yeah yeah so you looked at that and it does that does correlate pretty well actually when you look at it i think it's 0.79 correlation and uh was 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 a p value of something that made size cars go so, mad a series. Yeah.
2: So so it's a, so it's a, so it's a significant relationship, it's a significant positive relationship.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um I've just got it in the um I'll put it in the live show chat for those who are listening on Discord now, but I did a box plot as well and I think the thing about the box plot um and we'll put it up from the Twitter account is that um that xg has a much wider distribution doesn't it? For sure, X to XT is a much tighter box plot, which in many ways is a good thing, right? Yeah, it's
3: I think that comes but also comes back to the XT. Remember that the highest value a box has from default, you think it's 0.3 or something,
2: yeah, yeah, which the hot zone, hot zone,
3: right? The highest single shot could have 0.79, yeah, for XG, so that that gives you some idea of that variability that happens in the box plot,
2: yeah. And I think, um, and what we did to do is is, is is to understand the relationship between That's xt what? and xt and xg. Is that if you are a, if you think about a good team, what do we, how do we define a good team analytically at the moment? And, and the uh, the answer usually Bart is expected goal difference. Yeah, it's the number one indicator of team quality.
3: Yeah, if Roti was here, he'd be banging the drum about that. xg yeah. difference, xg difference. Yeah. yeah, and as soon as you get above
2: about half, anywhere above half an XG per game difference onwards means you're a good team. And those higher quality teams will have an XG per match higher than its XT. Whereas yeah. lower quality teams who have a neutral XG difference or um, even a, a negative XG difference will always have an XT value higher than its XG value. And why is that, Bots?
3: Because the quality isn't there in the vinyl bird to, to turn that XC into XG, in my yeah. opinion.
2: No, and I, and I think it's a I think that's your null hypothesis, and I think that's a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can get one of your PhD lads to <laughs> test it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the reason we want to talk about it again is just to just 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 we don't want to be the negative Nellies, do we? On this, right? But nah. right. Um this season, right, the four Mark R. Stats has got five se- uh, this is the f- uh, this is the fifth season of Expected Threat Data on his website now, which he's published. And in nineteen twenty we were point nine nine uh conceded per match. Twenty twenty-one, one point zero one. That did amaze me when I saw that on the COVID yeah. season. Twenty-one twenty-two as our best one, we were point nine seven, and twenty-two-twenty-three we were one point one. Uh this season um, we're up at 1.41 1.41 um, um, so pretty much 40% more than our previous worst season on XT yeah. and our lowest in any match this season is 1.07 against Bournemouth yeah um, which which isn't great uh, and in the last four matches when people have thought well oh, the defence looks a bit better we're not conceding much stuff not conceding many chances XG conceded looks low right the, the last four matches, we have conceded 2.65 on XG, but 4.9 on XT. Yeah. And that goes back to the Villa game where Sai said, well, there was a couple of cutbacks and McGinn missed one and there was one when he, he put it behind the attacker and, you know, obviously the, fam- the famous Cunha chance one and then there was a couple in the last game as well where they didn't connect in the box. Yeah. 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 And all those things add up. So, you know, the, you know, there's a big difference there between XT and XG on the on the last four games we've played.
3: If you look at, have you seen City's XTA at the moment? No. 0. 0.86. Wow. Arsenal's 0. 0.87. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I'm not saying we're not better than Arsenal, but I'm, I'm just saying it, 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 in all the metrics, should we say, yeah. City are ahead of us. So, yeah. so,
2: so it's a, it's a pretty simple one for me is here. You can say we need to improve defensively by 40%. Yeah. And that's a we, big, big ask.
3: It is because we need to because eventually someone will turn that xt into a goal a goal scoring off. Someone will turn that into XG, Right, well, we've got Tottenham coming up. We've got Brighton coming up. Exactly. So we need to reduce the amount of xt in the first place. So therefore, you, 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 you I think you increase the chance of, of winning and having a, a greater XG difference. But yeah, which is see.
2: Yeah, and. Sai, anything to... Do you want to come in now on the old XT discussion? I know, I know you've been collecting it for a while and you, you you always like it from the attacking side of things as well.
4: Yeah. I, well, it, I, it quantifies for me... It's, it's almost uh, an analogue for um, dominance. So where you get to, where your play gets you to uh, on a pitch without the finishing bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I collect it. It was... Yes, it's very, very close to what uh, 538 used to do with non-shot actually. Um It kind of correlates very closely to that. I, I see great value in it and it almost I don't know, it, it kind of represents how well you played without finishing. Yeah. yeah. Even though finishing is extremely important in football and pe- people win leagues with almost finishing alone. So yeah. So the XT of Leicester in 2016 would have been like 1.3 per game, but their XG was 2.2 because they would just get in the box and score.
2: Mm.
4: Um, but I, I like us to have a, a nice positive relationship between X, XT and then what the goalie has to face from there because it shows the quality of your attackers. So further down the league, they'll have uh, – they. They won't turn their xt into a high proportion of uh, xg the keeper faces. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah.
2: and I, th- I think there's there's one of the best things about xt, say in, in terms in terms of a create on the on the ball sense, is that we said it 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 makes sure that every action on a pitch is valued independently. And one Liverpool player in particular, we have a metric who sh- shows how brilliant that player is. Do you know who he is? Of course you do. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Arnold.
4: Who is uh by XT's perspective, the best player in the league.
2: Yeah. So uh, over the yeah. last five years. Four, four, four years of the XT data, right? He's topped it twice, De Bruyne's topped it twice. And and in in, in and the and they've been second in the seasons where they haven't been top. Amazing. And, and, that, and that for me, that passes the eye test. Hugely.
3: Imagine that now in this side. Well, we've got Trent to come back in. I know, but I was saying, it'd be, I, it, yeah, I just, yeah. We're currently at what 1.81 at the moment for XT. best without Trent playing for the last eight games. So.
4: But yeah. currently, currently, Mo has what Trent usually does, 0.23.
3: Yeah.
2: But, yeah. Trent's been up at 0.35 a lot of the time as well for XT. So in the previous seasons... So oh, yeah, uh,
4: no, yeah, I was I was talking I was talking about non-cross because there's, there's oh right, three yeah. Uh,
2: again. Well, this is this is the this is the benefits of Mark's site, an absolute goldman. and I, I I'd like to think that Mark's surname actually is stats, so it's Mark stats. <laughs> so I wish we did know what his name was because you are an absolute genius, sir, and we will give you a shout out from the account, and uh, you you got a subscription here waiting on for Anfield Index if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's uh, anything else to wrap
3: up, chaps. Any other business? No, nah, you good. All right. Oh, well, we'll be at the next the next uh, midweek
2: game. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will be. Yeah. Uh, we come there. That's a week. Uh, week, week tomorrow. Yeah, a week
3: tomorrow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyway, uh, and we will be back on. Um, is it next Tuesday again? On it. Yes. we're playing Sunday so it's golfing. yeah next <laughs> Tuesday we'll be back a week today for the Spurs game and we'll also maybe touch on the League Cup as well but until then up the fucking Reds
1: we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show